Hello again, and welcome back. Thanks for tuning in. This is the Lord of the Storm podcast, and we are going through the New Testament one chapter at a time. I am your Bible reading friend, Dan Parr, and today we'll be reading from Acts 8, and I invite you to read along with me from your favorite Bible. I'll be in my easy-to-understand-and-read EUR Bible, which is available on Amazon.com. Today, we read about the apostles being scattered. We've got the Jews' enemies receiving the Holy Spirit, a magician who tries to buy his way into power, and Philip gets carried away in the Lord. Literally. Let's pray. Father, thank you again that we get to read your word. Open it up to us now. Help us to see and hear from you each time we are in it. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Acts 8. Saul agreed with Stephen's death. Then a great persecution started against the believers in Jerusalem. Because of this, all the believers, except for the apostles, scattered abroad throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria. Devout men buried Stephen and wept greatly over him. But Saul ravaged the believers, entering into every house and dragging both men and women off to prison. So those who were scattered abroad went around preaching the word. Philip went down to the city of Samaria and proclaimed to them the Christ. When the people heard and saw the signs that Philip did, they listened to what he had to say. For unclean spirits came out of many people. They came out crying with a loud voice. Many who had been paralyzed were healed. There was great joy in that city. But there was a man named Simon who used to practice sorcery and amaze the people of Samaria, making himself out to be someone great. All the people, from the least to the greatest, listened to him and said, This man has the power of God. They listened to him because, for a long time, he had amazed them with his magic. But when they believed Philip's preaching of the good news concerning God's kingdom and the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. Simon himself also believed. Being baptized, he continued with Philip. Seeing signs and great miracles occurring, he was amazed. Now, when the apostles who were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent Peter and John to them, who went there and prayed for them, that they would receive the Holy Spirit, for it had not yet fallen on any of them. They had only been baptized in the name of Christ Jesus. Then Peter and John laid their hands on them, and they received the Holy Spirit. Now, when Simon saw that the Holy Spirit was given through the laying on of the apostles' hands, he offered them money, saying, Give me also this power, that whomever I lay my hands on may receive the Holy Spirit. But Peter said to him, May your riches perish with you, because you thought you could obtain the gift of God with money. You have no part in this matter, for your heart isn't right before God. Repent of your wickedness and ask God that this thought of yours may be forgiven. For I see in you the poison of bitterness and the bondage of sin. Simon answered, Pray to the Lord for me, that none of the things which you have said happen to me. When they had testified and spoken the word of the Lord, they returned to Jerusalem and preached the good news to many Samaritan villages. But an angel of the Lord spoke to Philip, saying, Get up and go toward the south, by the path that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is a desert. He left and went, and met there a eunuch from Ethiopia who had authority over all the treasury under Queen Candace of the Ethiopians. He had come to Jerusalem to worship. He was returning and sitting in his chariot, and was reading the prophet Isaiah. The spirit said to Philip, Go near and get close to this chariot. Philip ran to him, and heard him reading Isaiah the prophet, and asked him, Do you understand what you are reading? He said, How can I, unless someone explains it to me? He begged Philip to come up and sit with him. Now the passage of the scripture that he was reading was this, he was led as a sheep to the slaughter. He was like a lamb silent before his shearer, who doesn't open his mouth. 
he was humiliated and didn't receive justice. Who could speak of his offspring? For his life is taken from the earth. The eunuch asked Philip, Who is the prophet talking about? About himself or about someone else? Philip opened his mouth and, beginning from this scripture, preached to him about Jesus. As they went on the way, they came to some water, and the eunuch said, Look, here is water. What is keeping me from being baptized? You can be, Philip replied, if you believe with all your heart. The eunuch replied, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He commanded the chariot to stop, and they went down into the water, both Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized him. When they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord took Philip away, and the eunuch didn't see him again, but he went on his way rejoicing. But Philip was found at Azotos. Passing through, he preached the good news to all the cities until he came to Caesarea. You know, we just read previously about the Jewish leader Gamaliel, who told the Jewish leaders that once the leader is taken out, the followers disperse. He had been talking about Jesus, who they eventually killed, and now we have the first persecution leading to death of Jesus' believers. And Gamaliel's words turn out to be prophetic. The leader had been killed, and now a follower had been killed, and the believers are dispersed throughout Judea and Samaria. Now, Judea we can understand since it's a Jewish city, but Samaria? The Jews hated the Samaritans, like a lot. But we're told Philip goes there. And not only does he go there, he starts preaching to them. They're the enemy, but he's telling them how to be saved. So, some things have obviously happened in Philip's life. One, he talks about Jesus with anyone. Doesn't matter who they are or what they've been taught about them. Two, because of what Jesus has done in his life, He no longer considers them enemies. They're just like the Jews, sinners in need of the Savior. And now, by this, we're seeing the words of Jesus come to fruition. For he said in John 10, 16, I have other sheep which are not of this pen. I must bring them also, and they will hear my voice. They will become one flock with one shepherd. And that's great news for anyone who wasn't born Jewish. That the message of salvation is for everyone, without exception. Because of that, All people everywhere around the world can be saved by Jesus. Now, there were a couple of other things that are just kind of crazy in here. This Simon was either a magician or was able to do tricks by Satan's power. I don't know. But we're told he sees what is happening and also becomes a believer. Then a short time later, when he sees the Holy Spirit being given by Peter and John, he goes and tries to buy from them the ability to give the Holy Spirit to people. Now, obviously, his heart is not right with God because he is not asking for the Holy Spirit for himself. He's wanting the power to disperse the Holy Spirit as if he, the Holy Spirit, is something that can be bought. And Peter lays right into him because he sees this wickedness in him and tells him, repent or you're going to hell. Simon wasn't so much of a believer as he was one who saw the good news of the gospel as a way to exert power and influence. Jesus said, whoever wants to be the greatest must be a servant of all. Clearly, that wasn't in Simon's thinking or plans for his life. He wanted to be in charge, and God and the Holy Spirit were merely objects he wanted to be able to control to make himself look important. Kind of like we were seeing with the Pharisees and teachers of the law. They didn't want righteousness that comes from having their sins forgiven. They loved the approval of men more than the approval of God. And then the last thing I'll mention is how Philip was led out into the desert by the Spirit. As I think about it, there are a couple of other times that the New Testament mentions people in the desert. 
First is Jesus, who we're told was led out into the desert. And John the Baptist, we're told, was in the wilderness, which has also been described as the desert. And in just a bit, we'll hear about the Apostle Paul, who goes out into the desert for three years, being taught by the Holy Spirit. But here, we're told Philip was sent out into the desert by the Holy Spirit. I think one of the lessons we can learn from this is that when the Holy Spirit wants us to learn something, he will send us out into the desert or isolation, away from others, so our attention can be focused on him and what he wants us to learn. It's easy to think of the desert as a punishment. God, why did you take me away from all my friends and family, or why am I all alone? Well, it might be just because God is wanting to teach you some things. You know, I have certainly had my share of desert times. When I was younger, I moved across country to another state and city, and I didn't know a soul where I was being led to live. But guess what? I got real close to God. When he's your only friend, you spend a lot of time with him. And looking back now, I wouldn't have changed it, even if I could. There's things you will learn in the desert times of your life that you're not going to learn anywhere or any other way. So there's a few of my thoughts on this chapter. I trust the Lord is speaking to you about some things too as we go through his word together. Let's pray. Lord, you are good and your word is true and active and alive. Thank you for your faithfulness to meet with us as we spend time with you in it. Lord, for the person listening out there who maybe feels like they are in a desert right now, bless them and encourage them during this time. Help them to see it as a blessing as it will strengthen their faith and prepare them for what is to come next in their lives. Thank you that you never miss the opportunity to bless us and that even in times like these, you will pour out your spirit on us and teach us in ways that we would never otherwise learn. Bless and redeem this time in their lives and cause them to prosper and flourish in you. For the one who needs your help, provide it today, I pray, that they would know that you are aware of every prayer and every detail of their life. Help them, I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we are out of time for today, but I've enjoyed being with you during this time, and I pray it's a blessing in your life, too. Don't forget to share this podcast with a friend so they can be blessed also. Thanks for listening today. God bless.